And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Yes, this is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. Brandon is out today. My name is James DeJerome. I produce the show for Brandon and have been with him for a couple of years now. The Consumer Quarterback Show has been around for about seven years, though. Uh, Brandon started this thing about seven years ago. He wanted to bring his network. You know, he's a real estate professional. He owns the Platinum MVP team. He's a Keller Williams, Keller Williams agent, rather, in the Bay Area, and he's been doing that for quite a few years. He had this great network of folks in the home services. You know, he needed a roof or a solar guy, someone to clean the property, a moving company, all these different network professionals that he had to wor- work with every day. He decided, why don't we bring this value to the Bay? So the Consumer Quarterback Show is his baby. He brought it on the air. You know, we put the show everywhere because we really think the value is there for you. So we stream live now. So if, you, if you're listening to us on AM860 in the afternoon drive time, check out our live stream. You know, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, we do a live stream to all those platforms. In addition, the show can be found by smart TV owners. So if you have a smart TV, just search Binge Networks on your Roku, Apple, Fire TV, and look for the Consumer Quarterback Show. You can find our video side there, just like our YouTube channel. Of course, we do the Sunday show on 102.5 FM. So Brandon's really gone out of his way to put the show out there because we really feel there's value for all the folks in the Bay. He wants to be a consumer advocate. The whole idea is we're going to bring people on the on the show that provide some information and make your dollar go farther in the marketplace. You know, it started in the home services, but we've expanded so much into health, science. We do a lot of stuff with engineering. We have a lot of lawyers that come on the show. So we're looking out for everyone's interest in the Bay Area, and that is part of what we do on the show. In addition to our partners, we have great sponsorship. We just brought a new sponsor on Jade's Premium Quality Cleaning. If you're looking for a cleaning company that has COVID-19 certification and uses eco-friendly products, we talk a lot about family-owned and local. Well, that's Jade. She's family-owned, local business right here in the Bay Area, taking care of all the cleaning needs for the Consumer Quarterback Show and the Platinum MVP Real Estate Team. So if you need a cleaner, get in touch with Jade. Jade's Premium Quality Cleaning. She does such a great job. As I mentioned, Brandon is a real estate professional. He has inventory, even in this time of low inventory in the Bay Area, both commercial and residential properties. Uh, Johnny's going to throw a few up on the screen. Any of the properties you hear pitched on the Consumer Quarterback Show, you can get in touch with us and we'll send you to Brandon because, again, he's been in the, in the area for a while. He's got your real estate needs covered. If you're looking to get into the Newport Ritchie area, 5727 Biscayne Court. This is a two-bedroom, two-bath. Uh, we've got balconies, new appliances. Uh, we've got a community and a pool house. It's got covered parking. Newport Ritchie area, 874 square, square feet, 2-2, uh, with a screen balcony. Really sharp if you're looking to get a Newport Ritchie. Again, call, contact Brandon and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty for all your real estate needs. If you're looking to get into the Seminole area, here's an opportunity at 213 Dogwood Circle. Unit 213, it's a 2-2 also with a covered carport. Exceptional water views, you're just minutes from the beach. So if you're looking to get into the Seminole area, 213 Dogwood Circle, the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams has all your real estate needs covered, commercial, residential. Don't leave money on the table. Get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team for all your real estate needs. So as I mentioned, Brandon is a real estate professional. He's put together the network that became the Consumer Quarterback Show, and I talked about our expansion into many different areas. One of our new partners, a great not-for-profit that's been with us for about a year now, is Gulfside Healthcare Services. We've got the pleasure today of speaking with Dr. Stephen Leedy. He's the Chief Consulting Medical Officer over there at Gulfside. How are you doing today, Stephen? Doing very well, James. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us today. You know, I, I'm so impressed with Gulfside. You guys are not-for-profit. You do such great work out there in the community. Could you just, before we get into the real nuts and bolts, just summarize a little bit about what you do or what Gulfside does? 
Sure, absolutely. You know, Gulfside used to just be a hospice provider, and Gulfside has actually expanded in recent years uh, to now include not only hospice care, but also palliative care and home health care as well. And so we're really focused on providing care to the patient in the home setting uh, that allows patients to uh, not have to go back to the hospital, not necessarily have to go to their doctor's office, uh, but be able to be where they want to be and receive the care that they want to receive. It's so cool. You know, we've had lots of different folks from Gulfside on the air with us that came on the show. And COVID-19 has been such a difficult uh, time for most businesses. Everyone's been challenged by this. Could you imagine being in the healthcare field, number one, and then dealing with an elderly population, a lot of seniors, a lot of folks with compromised immune systems? I mean, what a challenge for Gulfside. I'm so impressed with how you guys have dealt with this thing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it's interesting because we have always prided ourselves on our ability to provide care in the home. And during COVID-19, interestingly, you know, the needs of social distancing actually Mm -hmm. make it better for the patient to be in their home setting. And so uh, it's really given us an opportunity to to kind of excel uh, at delivering that care in the home, keeping our patients safe, uh, you know, preventing them from going into a a hospital setting where they might pick up an infection. I heard you guys even have a a telephone telemedicine now? You can do some uh, virtual stuff? We do. We do visits virtually. Uh, You could actually see a physician or a nurse practitioner uh, on your iPad, on your iPhone, on your computer screen, uh, and receive receive the same uh, great care that you would receive in person, uh, only without the potential risk of contracting COVID-19. That's right. So it's it's really a great thing. Well, that is a great idea, Doc. Now, November is National Hospice and Palliative Care Month, and uh, I was going to wonder what you guys do for this month or what makes it special over there at Gulfside. Yeah, it's a great month for us, and it's it's the month that uh, the the national organization has decided to uh, really honor uh, hospice providers. And there's a different theme every year. This year's theme is it's about how you live. And I love that because, you know, a lot of times people associate hospice care and palliative care with with death and dying. Right. Uh, and I like to say, you know, you have to remember that every one of our patients is very much alive. And they're actually alive at a time in life when life is most important because the days that you have left may be numbered. And so a theme of it's about how you live, I think, really captures nicely uh, what we're trying to do within the hospice and palliative care space, which is to make sure that every patient has a quality day every day that they have left. And so uh, that's really our focus at Gulfside Healthcare Services. I think you guys do such a great job. Now, you're in uh, Hillsborough, Pasco. Where exactly can, can folks get to Gulfside? So we do hospice care in Pasco County, okay. and then we do home health care currently in Pasco, uh, in Pinellas, and soon to be in Hillsboro as well. Uh, and if there are, if there's any listeners out there who have any questions about that, certainly give us a call, um, and we can always discuss the opportunities that are available in the different service areas. Okay, so we got a great show planned for you today. As I mentioned, Dr. Stephen Lee from Gulfside is going to address a bunch of issues. November is the month over there at Gulfside. It's National Hospice and Palliative Care Month. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, as I mentioned, a great show for you today. In addition to Dr. Stephen Lee, we have Millie Athanasen coming. Back, we are a big fan, uh, big fan of hers, and she's a, she loves coming on the show and providing some great information for you. So Millie's here as well in our Salem Media Group studios. Don't go anywhere. You know any of the professionals you hear uh, talked about on the show, whether they're a sponsor, whether they're a partner, you can find them at consumerqb.com. Take the time out of your day. We really feel there's value for us. Visit us at www.consumerqb.com. This is work done, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. 
My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsay Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsay are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. My name is James DeJerome, and I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show for Brandon Rimes. The Consumer Quarterback Show is a team, a group of like-minded professionals who partner together to provide our audience sound advice, knowledge, and information to make them wiser consumers. We work with all types of business owners and aggressively promote our local economy. We're currently conducting interviews for our expert contributors. If you own a business or know someone who would benefit from the exposure our show provides, please contact us at 813-750-0550 or online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon a call for all your real estate needs throughout the Bay Area. He is the owner of the Platinum MVP team and a Keller Williams agent with tons of experience in our market. So get in touch with him for all your real estate needs. This segment is brought to you by Discovery Golf Cars. Discovery Golf Cars are not just for golf anymore. You know, everyone has one of these things. They're for business, recreation. Uh, it, lots of makes and models over there at Discovery Golf Cars. Cushman, Easy Go, Star EV. They sell new and pre-owned golf carts. Uh, they, you can rent or buy them. You know, they offer financing, and they even come with mobile repair if you have any issues. Check out one of their locations in Tampa or Clearwater or online at discoverygolfcars.com. So a new, new sponsor, a great one for us, Discovery Golf Cars. Okay, we've got some properties for you as, as well. I always talk about Brandon and the Platinum MVP team having real estate opportunities for you, both commercial and residential, even in this time of low inventory. we got one in the Palm Harbor area. Here's a residential opportunity at 4467 Glenbrook Lane. This is a 5-5 with a three-car garage. You know, new granite countertops, steel appliances. they got some room for a pool. The roof is just one year old. So if you're looking to get into the Palm Harbor area, Great residential opportunity at 4467 Glenbrook Lane. Get in touch with Brandon, and he's got all these properties for you to look at. Here's a commercial opportunity on a hot corner down there in Clearwater. So if you're looking for a commercial opportunity in Clearwater, 1780 Clearwater Largo Road. Big lot, hot corner location, two garage doors, 12 parking spaces. Great commercial opportunity. So again... Whether it's residential, whether it's commercial, anytime you want to, you got, oh, you need land. He's got acreage available as well. Get in touch with Brandon. Don't leave money on the table. The Platinum MVP team can take care of all your real estate needs. Now, before the break, we were talking to Dr. Stephen Leedy uh, from Gulfside Healthcare Services, a great uh, team partner for us over here at the Consumer Quarterback Show. You know, November is National Hospice and Palliative Care Month. So he was explaining a little bit about what they do. We're going to get into a little more specifics now. Uh, Doc, I want to thank you for being a not-for-profit and working so hard for us out there in the community. Can you explain the differences between the types of care that you guys provide? I see it's hospice and non-terminal, non-terminal palliative. Uh, help me explain those. Sure, James. Uh, you know, so the, the terms can be confusing to a lot of people. 
Uh, in fact, if you go to different countries, they actually mean different things in different countries. So okay. that contributes a lot to the confusion. Um, but, uh, you know, people uh, think of hospice care as being care at the end of a patient's life. It's actually uh, care that's provided within the last six months of a patient's life. Okay. Uh, and it's something that's funded by Medicare. Uh, palliative care is just the same type of care provided a little further upstream, if you will. And so uh, caring for patients who don't necessarily have that same limited life expectancy, but may have the same illnesses and the same issues and needs. And okay, so understood. both side takes care of that whole spectrum. I see. Now, whether you're providing hospice or palliative care, uh, you're, you guys can go to the patient or the patient can come to you. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. And we, and we uh, go wherever the patient calls home, as we like to say. And so if they live in a nursing home, if they live in an ALF, uh, if they live uh, with their brother, uh, wherever they happen to be, that's where Gulfside goes. And okay. so we provide the vast majority of our care within the patient's home. And it's just the right place to provide care. I got you. And that determination between whether a patient you know, needs hospice or non-terminal palliative care, when do you make that call or how do you make that call? Yeah, we make that call right at the point that they contact us. And so the initial evaluation that is done uh, by one of our nurses that comes out and sees the patient, uh, the nurse will give the physician a call and we'll have a conversation about how that patient is doing and decide really which care model best suits that patient's need. Uh, and again, sometimes the patient requires home health care as well. And Gulfside mm-hmm. Healthcare Services has a home health care arm also that can provide that need. And so the families and patients don't really have to worry so much about figuring out which of the different models of care they fit into, that's really our responsibility. But rest assured that we'll pick the right one and the one that provides the patient with the care that they need. And I imagine over time that, that a, a diagnosis may change. You may have to, that's the beauty of having someone in, you know, involved so personally like you guys get involved. You can tell when there's a need for a change or a, the, things change course. Absolutely. Sometimes patients come to us with one problem. You know, let's say that they've had a pneumonia uh, and they were in the hospital for a pneumonia and that seems to be their primary problem. But over the course of several months, we discovered that actually there was something else that was causing an issue. And we're able to shift very quickly and, uh, you know, and adjust our care to, to provide what that patient needs. And so it's really, you know, back to our theme of National Hospice and Palliative Care Month, which, which the theme is it's about how you live. Uh, it's really about making sure that those patients are able to live the life they want want to live, uh, to be at home with their loved ones, and to be able to do the things they want to do. Well, it makes perfect sense. We talk a lot about quality of life on the program here and all the different factors that go into that. Uh, I noticed that, you know, when I think of hospice care, I think about you guys providing comfort to those folks. Uh, when, when, in terms of the medical side of that, uh, what kind of care does the medical team provide when you're in a hospice situation? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of different components to that, but I think probably the big one that everybody thinks about, and it really is probably the most important thing that we do, is we go in and make sure that the patient has their pain adequately controlled. Right. You know, and pain is an interesting concept. Everybody can define it differently. Uh, it doesn't have to be shooting uh, achy pain. It can be a more subtle pain. It can be uh, even a pain that's not a physical pain, but an existential pain, the, uh, the pain of being sick, the pain of not seeing your loved ones. And so, uh, not all pain is relieved with pain medicine. Sometimes pain is relieved uh, with having somebody there to be with you by your side. Sometimes it's relieved with music therapy or massage. Uh, and so there's a lot of a different approach, approaches that we take in really assessing and treating the pain that the patients may have. Well, I'm really impressed by the fact that you guys use your imagination and try to get out there and find different ways, different approaches. I imagine, you know, like you said, patients, just like people, they're all different, all different symptoms, all different cases. You got to find that unique way to break through and kind of get into their head and so they're comfortable, you know, sharing everything with you. 
Absolutely. Well, and you know, the beauty of some of those alternative modalities that I spoke of, like massage therapy or music therapy, is they have virtually no side effects. Right. So unlike a, unlike a medication, which can be fraught with side effects, uh, those are perfect opportunities to go in and make a difference. And of course, if they, if they don't work alone, we're perfectly comfortable using pain medications to make sure that the patients get the relief that they need. Uh, but they certainly can be a very helpful adjunct to have those right. other opportunities to treat the patient. Yeah, that's so, a, I think that's a great approach. Yeah. We're very aggressive. You know, we believe that we need to get in there and make sure that that patient's quality of life is uh, is maximized immediately. And so it's not a process where we're going to take months uh, to get that patient comfortable. We're going to go in and assess the situation very quickly. Uh, if the patient's having pain, if the patient's having shortness of breath, which is another common symptom that we see in a hospice population uh, and probably actually more undertreated than pain uh, is shortness of breath in a, in a patient at the end of life. And so to make sure that we're addressing that as well. And so we, we believe that it's very important to get in there, relieve those symptoms quickly so that the patient can resume their normal quality of life. You know, Doc, just an aside, it's so amazing how uh, a person responds to pain and everyone's different. And I, I wasn't coaching for a long time and I'd meet these guys that played football way back when and they have these uh, surgeries where it looks like a shark mauled their leg, you know, the, the uh -huh. knee surgeries, they're t completely awful. And they're limping around all the time. And I had a guy had a back issue, a chronic back issue. Once he got it fixed, he was in such a better mood. I said, Coach, you're so nice now. He said, well, you know, it's pain, man. You don't realize what pain does to you in terms of how it affects your emotions, your approach to others. It's really something to, to manage that. It really does. And, you know, the interesting thing about pain is not only does pain cause you to necessarily kind of see the world in a more negative light, but even pain itself can be influenced by what your understanding of the pain is. Mm. So, for instance, if you're a marathon runner at the end of the marathon, you're probably having some significant muscular pain because of the long run that you've done. But you're able to ignore the pain because, you know, it's a good thing. You've accomplished something positive and you're going to work through that pain. Right. Same situation. You're a patient that has a chronic illness and you're having a pain that you know represents the fact that that illness is getting worse, that pain's going to be much more distressing to you. And so we actually influence our perception of pain based upon our understanding of what's causing the pain. And so one of the things we sometimes will do is we're able to go into the patients and say, you know, that pain you're having, it's not from your cancer. It's not from what you think it is. It's actually just garden variety pain. And we think we can relieve it with some treatment. And not only does the treatment help, but just the patient knowing that yeah. that pain came from a different source can make the entire perception of the pain better. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's it's a lot about the context sometimes, you know, who sees the the incident occur and how that works. I saw, again, sorry to go off on a tangent, but I saw a young kid, I was a baseball coach, I saw a kid fall off a balk, off the top of the bleachers and he hit the ground flat on his back from about 20 feet. Stunning to see. And yeah. yet when he stood up, no one saw him. No parents, no, no one. I was so far away from him. He looked around and just walked back on, on, on you know, as if nothing occurred. The same kid, three minutes later, is you know fooling around with one of his friends, and the kid pinches him, and he starts bawling his eyes out. He's crying. I thought, how crazy is that? That it was the fact that he was witnessed, you know, his, right. his perception of his pain, or how how what it meant to others, kind of influenced his ability to feel it. Exactly. It's a great example of that. Isn't it wonderful how kids are so, yeah. so bendable and rubbery, too, that they can sustain a fall like I, that? I was stunned. Just he just got right up, no issues at all, and then the same kid's mm -hmm. crying over nothing. I thought, wow, how strange. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and that really captures nicely what I was talking about. And so, you know, part of our goal is to create an environment where our patients feel very positive, very comfortable, where every day feels maximized, and where they're not necessarily sitting around thinking about the fact that their number of days may be limited, but really waking up every morning saying, hey, today's going to be a great day. Let's do what we can to have a good day today. Doc, you know, palliative care seems to be about chronic illnesses. And in terms of something that's chronic, does that change your approach as as a medical professional? How do you deal with something that's chronic as opposed is something that's just cropped up. It does. And so, you know, in a a palliative care patient, we assume the time is longer. And so our approach to the things that we're doing are going to be slightly less urgent in terms of uh, recognizing that time may be limited. But having said that, you know, it's the same types of issues. And so a lot of our palliative care patients have been going back to the doctor frequently. They go to the hospital frequently and and they've become weary of that. It's become the, the basis of their existence that they're just running back and forth between their homes and some sort of medical appointment. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, one of our goals is to take kind of a sensible approach to that, sit down with the patient and the family and say, okay, you know, what, which of these things do you want to keep doing? Which of these things can we do differently? Is there an opportunity for Gulfside to come in and provide some of this care in the home so that you can resume your quality of life and not just spend your day running back and forth to medical appointments? A lot of times it goes unnoticed or unsaid of the impact on the family around the patient. So as you're mentioning, the care that's required, the transportation that's required, and of course, dealing with somebody in your family who's going through that kind of thing, you've got you to consider everyone's uh, mental health in that situation. Absolutely. It's actually, we have a term for it. We call it caregiver burden. And caregiver burden is a real thing. It actually has negative health consequences for the person providing the care. Uh, In fact, uh, and this is a rather distressing uh, figure here for you, but in an elderly population, the caregiver of the person with Alzheimer's disease, not the person with Alzheimer's disease themselves, but the caregiver has a 63% higher risk of dying because of the stress of caring for that loved one with Alzheimer's disease. And so caregiver burden is a very real illness. And one of the things that Gulfside seeks to do is to come in and help to relieve some of that burden. You know, we can't can't take it away completely, but there's certainly a lot that we can do. And, And particularly, one of the things that we do very well is we do some of the tasks for the caregiver that are perhaps more mundane and that rob the caregiver of a quality relationship with their loved one. And so rather than having the wife be the one that gives the baths or that changes the bed sheets or that cooks the food, let's allow the wife to go back to being the wife again yeah. to provide that emotional support. And Gulfside can come in and do some of those other things that need to be done. Well, I'm telling you, that is some important work and some really great work to do for the community. The fact that you guys are not for profit so impressive. I want to ask you, you know, the team at Gulfside uses that we talked about telehealth and telemedicine. I was impressed that you guys had implemented that uh, COVID-19 forcing everyone to be creative. How, how does that seem to be beneficial? I, I think that applies a, a lot to your situation with the home, home patients. It really does. And I'll tell you, you know, for years we have been dabbling in telehealth and using it to good effect, but there was never this uh, this momentum, this need to implement it on a widespread basis. And uh, obviously with the social distancing required mm-hmm. from the COVID-19 pandemic, suddenly there's this need to, to really implement it full scale. And it's just, it's done really well for us. It's a situation where now we're able to uh, actually touch those patients. And I say touch ironically, right? virtually, Mm -hmm. um, but to to touch them in a way and and more frequently than we did before. And so, um, you know, the patients no longer need to come to see us. We no longer need to, you know, drive across, you know, some of these counties are very large. And so 
so Pasco County can can be a, a lengthy drive to get to the patients. Um, and instead, we can spend that time doing virtual visits with those patients. Yeah, that's definitely. Uh, and so it's it's a very positive thing. Great it option for folks. Actually, has heightened our care. Yes. Okay. Uh, we got about a minute left, Doc. I want to give you a chance to summarize for some folks, for someone listening who's thinking about uh, how can they help, what can they do, maybe they have a loved one in a situation similar. What do they need to do? How do they talk to their doctor? Call you? What's the process? Yeah, you know, there's uh, any of those options are fine. You can certainly call Gulfside Healthcare directly um, and just identify what your need is, and we will take the ball from there uh, in terms of making phone calls. Uh, we can even send a nurse out to evaluate the patient. Uh, if you have a relationship with your physician and your physician is uh, willing to make a referral, certainly that's another route to go as well. Okay. We actually get a lot of referrals from uh, from faith-based communities, from churches, from pastors, uh, and so it doesn't have to be a medical model. It's a referral that can be made by a family member or by another concerned person in the community. Okay. He's Dr. Stephen Leedy. He is the Chief Consulting Medical Officer at Gulfside Healthcare. Gulfside Healthcare, a great partner here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Thanks so much for joining us today, Doc. I, I feel like you provided some great information, and hopefully we shed some light on Gulfside and got folks to know how great a thing you guys are doing over there. Thank you, James. I appreciate it. Okay, don't go anywhere. We're coming back. we got a feel-good story. As I mentioned, Millie is here. She always has great stuff for us. And i got a story about veterans get granted lifetime passes to national parks. So keep those folks in mind and check us out online at ConsumerQB.com. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rives. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. That's right. ConsumerQB.com is where you can find a list of all our partners, all our sponsors, and even some stuff about Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. Check us out online at ConsumerQB.com. The sponsor for this segment is the Billmar Beach Resort. You know, the Billmar Beach Resort has been a sponsor for us, the official hotel partner for the Consumer Quarterback Show for quite some time now. GM, the general manager, Clyde Smith, he's a longtime friend of the program. He comes on all the time, talks about how unique that property is. It's not like a Hilton or a Radisson or some hotel you've been in before. About 80% of his rooms face the ocean. Really cool. He's got a super wide beach. He says, if you're going to walk down to the beach for a swim, take two two beers with you because it's going to take you that long to get to the water. So book with him directly. If you're looking for a staycation, you know, uh, it's been a crazy year. Maybe you need a weekend to just get away. Well, it's nice to go out to the beach. Clyde has a great spot for you. Give him a call, the Bill Maher Beach Resort, and you can check him out online at BillMaherBeachResort.com. All right, we talk about real estate all the time on this show, not just as a driver for our economy, but the fact that Brandon owns the Platinum MVP team. He's got properties for you, even in this low inventory time throughout the Bay Area. Johnny's going to throw one up for me. If you're looking to get into the Clearwater Beach area, we've got an opportunity at 1010 Bay Esplanade. It's a 4-3 with a two-car garage. It's got a private apartment and a sun deck. So really cool if you're looking for the Clearwater Beach area. It's got the updated kitchen, the white cabinets, new floors. Get in touch with Brandon. If you're looking to get into the Clearwater Beach area, he's got a residential opportunity for you right there. Here's one in the holiday area. 
If you want to get into the holiday area, 1314 Alternate Highway 19, this is a commercial opportunity. So if you're looking to start a business, he's, he's got a 40-year-old daycare with a, with a big double lot right there at, on in holiday at 1314 Alternate Highway 19. So residential opportunities, commercial opportunities. He's got open land for acreage if you want to build your own dream home. Get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Again, don't leave money on the table. Okay, we were visiting with Dr. Stephen Leedy, Gulfside Healthcare Services. They provide such a great service to the community. Uh, the Bay Area needs to know about Gulfside. Not-for-profit, doing great work out there in the community. And we've got a feel-good story coming up for you about a veterans being granted lifetime passes to all national parks. I, that's something that should have been already in place. So thank goodness they've done that for now. And now we've got Millie in studio. Millie Athanason is right here in our Salem Media Group studios. We visited recently with Millie. She's been on the show recently. We're talking a lot about elections. We're all learning quite a bit about elections and how they work and deadlines and electoral college and all this stuff. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to advance our knowledge a little further. How are you doing today, Millie? Doing great. You know, given the storm yesterday, yeah. I mean, if nothing else, what I learned from this is that um, you got to take these things seriously. That's right. I mean, because we got hit by something that was relatively deemed as low grade Mm -hmm. Um, was it a category one that turned into a tropical storm and it yet caused a lot of uh, flooding and damages and so it made me realize but boy we're we're, we need to be thankful that that wasn't like a category three coming in off the gulf yeah you know a lot of these storms i I hate recently it seems you go to bed at night and it's a one or it's a two and then you wake up and it's a four when it made landfall and that's what happened to the folks in mexico beach and Boy, you can't do much about that. I think a lot of Floridians now are hard, and they think, well, Category 1, I'll just ride it out, no big deal. But that late strengthening on the approach, now what are you going to do? You're stuck in your house, and it's gone up to a Category 3, and now you've got an issue to deal with. So hopefully we don't have any more of those. I, I haven't been in Florida. I've been in Florida a long time. I haven't had a Thanksgiving affected by hurricanes yet. Hopefully that's not going to happen this year. Well, you know there's another one I, out I, there. I, know. <laughs> I, I don't even want to think about it. It's crazy to think our, you know, kids are home from for, on Christmas break and we're worried about hurricanes. Still. Right. Unbelievable. I know. Okay, Millie, we talked about the elections. We've got a number of states still uh, certi- in the certification process. Right. Talk a little bit about the process, how it works. You know, I thought you vote on election day, election night, they tell you who the president is. Boy, it's been a lot more than that this year. That it certainly has, and it doesn't look like it's easing up any day soon. Mm -hmm. However, um, the states do have deadlines to meet because at some point, obviously, we know that the the office changes or or the incumbent stays as of January 20th. Now, the Electoral College that we've been hearing so much about on on television, okay, they meet on, uh, on December 14th. And so basically... All of the states have to have their votes certified and in by December the 8th. However, most all of the states have deadlines that are earlier than that December 8th. Self-imposed. Yes, they are by the state. Okay. Okay, so each state determines when that is. So there are six states right now, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona and also there's there's Nevada. Right. I'm sorry. So there's seven uh, that are that have not certified yet. Okay. In other words, the the um, Secretary of State or the equivalent counterpart in those respective states, like in Pennsylvania, for example, it's the Secretary of the Commonwealth. So whatever it is that that person has to certify that the counting is done, that they've you know checked in with all of the counties, everything is certified. This is the vote count. And, and this is the way it's going to work. So some of those lawsuits, if you recall that we were talking mm-hmm. about the other day, so some of the lawsuits were to just invalidate the votes, namely the, the mail-in votes. Right. Well, the, some of the other lawsuits are to stop 
that certification process. Okay. So obviously, if it gets stopped, then the electoral college can't meet, and then they can't, you know, certify and and do the voting that right. they need to do. So that's part of it. Now, uh, it doesn't look like any of those suits are going to go anywhere because obviously the public. Uh, there, it's a great a matter of great public importance sure, sure. that we know who our president is come January 20th. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see those lawsuits going anywhere. However, I mean, obviously, the certification process is important. Absolutely. Now, what we learned yesterday um, is that in the state of Georgia, the secretary of state there has uh, decided on his own that he's going to do a recount and that the recount is going to be done by hand and not machine of not just a canvassing of the votes, but of all of the votes. So that's significant because typically when you're doing a, a recount, you're usually not recounting every single vote. You're recounting a canvas or a certain amount of the population of votes. Understood. And then as long as that recount mar- uh, matches within that percentage of error, then they're going to say that the rest of the votes were validly counted and all is well okay. and good. Well, not in Georgia. And in Georgia, I think it's a little bit different because you not only have this presidential issue here. Mm-hmm. Biden is ahead by 14,000 votes and change, roughly. But you've also got that senatorial, right. those two senatorial races. Um with Purdue and Loeffler that that are the Republican incumbents. And then you have the two Democratic challenges. And um, those races at this point are so close that they're going to have a runoff again in January. Now, just for one second, Millie, let me catch up to you because I want to make sure I understand this. Mm -hmm. The presidential uh, recount uh, kind of spurred by a lawsuit and this gentleman's uh, Georgia uh, politician wants to make sure we're hand going to count. We're going to count this whole thing over again. Right. The the senatorial recount, Runoff is triggered by the fact that no one received fifty percent or greater of the of the vote, or is it yes. automatic? Yeah, it, okay. it, because it was too close to call. I see. Um, so it was within hundreds of votes, not, not thousands of votes. Understood. Okay. So that's why the recall is there, and so obviously you can imagine that it, you got to hope those people in Georgia have a lot of cable TV or Netflix, mm-hmm. because if you think they saw a lot of commercials, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to hit them hard, huh? yeah, big time. And I'm sure that President Trump and a lot of the Republican dignitaries are all going to come to Georgia to to help those candidates right, respectively right. because senatorial control is huge, huge issue if Biden takes over the White House, uh, given the House of Representatives situation. Right. You know, the, the senator race becomes uh, definitely a battleground. I don't ground. know if you'll know this. I hate throwing curveballs at you, Millie. If you're someone in the state of Georgia and you voted uh, on Election Day and now there's a runoff – are you? Can you vote in the runoff if you did not vote in the in, in initial election? I don't know the exact answer to that, but my guess is going to be uh, no, that you had to be a registered voter as of the date of the original election. So it occurs to me that parties might move in now and try to register as many people as they can or bring in as many people as they can to vote in the runoff, rather that, that it weren't necessarily part of the original election process. Typically, yes. And then keep in mind that the runoff is just between these two. Uh, particular candidates. So in other words, if there were libertarian parties or independent parties, they're not on the ticket. They're not going to be on the ticket okay. this time. So those percentages, presumably uh-huh. assuming that they all voted, mm-hmm. you know, that they all show up to the to the revote, if right, you will, right. 
then that's going to be a, a circumstance. But my guess would be that it would be the registered voters that were already registered and voted in the original election. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That that's where they're. But again, I, I'm not familiar enough with Georgia's laws to to say for certain. Um, but yes, it's it's certainly an interesting. Yeah, query. It just occurred to me that man. It, this thing is getting so much attention. Yeah. I could see it actually getting more votes, more, you know what I mean? It's going oh, to get yeah. larger. Whereas I think in high, my guess is in, in most situations like this, if you voted for a third party candidate that was not one of the two in the runoff, you're not so interested in voting again in the runoff because your candidate's no longer available to be voted for. So I, I, normally I would think the voting turnout might be less. In this situation, I'm suspicious that this is going to be more folks voting for this runoff. I'm I'm sure that there m- might be because you know it has so much weight behind it. Yeah. Um, it's not just two senators; it's two senators when we're when there's a struggle for power within the Senate. I didn't get to look at the results uh, from the non-traditional parties to see if they garnered any real percentages of the vote in Georgia, a Libertarian or Green or whoever might be there to see that those folks are now kind of up in the air or having to choose amongst the other two candidates. I, I believe that they're like around the one percent mark. Okay. It's very minimal in, in the big picture. Uh, but at this point, they can come back. And, you know, somebody could potentially uh, change their mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they could have listened to some of the speeches. And so, and so they may have voted one way. But now they're thinking, yeah. well, you know, I think I'd rather have this guy or that, you know. And you said there are deadlines as far as when this has to take place because of the Electoral College. So what yes. are we looking at in Georgia? What do you think the date-wise were? Uh, the, the date is they're supposed to have it certified by November the 20th, but I don't know that they're going to make it by that date. Okay. I'm not sure. The The Secretary of State seems to be hopeful that they're going to be able to accomplish all of that by the 20th. Um, but I, I'm not sure if they may try to get an extension hmm. on that. But that that is the goal date that they set. Um, some of the states have like November 23rd. Uh, some have December, like Nevada has December 1st. Michigan has November uh, 23rd. Uh, let's see, Wisconsin has December 1st. Pennsylvania also has uh, November 23rd. So more of these unique dates, unique to each state, <laughs> unique ways of doing things, uh, different ways of counting. I mean, it's it's really unusual. Again, I was completely unaware of all the diversity in, in states' voting application, the way they handle things, the who's in charge, how things are certified. It's almost every, there's almost 50 different kinds. Well, I, my gut is that after this race, I have a feeling that many states are going to be revisiting election mm-hmm. laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there may be some party reasons for doing yeah, that. Sure. But I can definitely see that because definitely the legislature is the one that's making the laws. And there may be some changes at the federal level with regard to election laws, or at least they're going to be revisited at right. some point in the next four years. Um, but uh, I would I would expect at this point – um, you know, because there's a lot of talk, you know, well, OK, President Trump is tweeting, but he's not really saying a lot what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, my gut is, yes, I'm sure he's well aware of of the circumstances right. that's that are it's going a long on. shot. Yeah, I'm sure he is. But, you know, people are still counting on him to be the voice of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they're going to want him to go to Georgia and back up those Republican yeah. candidates. And so at some point he's going to come out. And I'm, I'm sure this isn't the last that people are going to hear about this. I mean, if I had to put my money on it. I would say that, you know, after all is said and done, he's probably going to have like some TV show or, you know, he'll be an active voice somewhere along. And and I heard rumors that he's, you know, that there's buzz about 2024. 
So I, you know, I don't know. I, I just, you know, when I looked at the election, the candidates this year, I thought, well, you know, these guys each have their own unique skills and skill sets. Yeah. What if there was somebody who was in their 50s? What would you say? I know for myself, I'm, 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 in my, I'm 50 years old. I'm not quite as sharp as I was a little while ago. <laughs> at 75? How can I be? I mean, it just seems unusual, this process. That we get down to this, and we're all talking about 80-year-old men. I know, right? That <laughs> seems a little crazy to me. It's up there, you know. Um, you know, some people believe that with age comes wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can tell you I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, but I, I can tell you that, you know, the things that I reacted to when I yeah. was in my 20s and 30s. Yeah. Different. I react differently. I can shirk things off my shoulders a lot easier now than I could when I was in my 20s and I was amped up. Um, so I do think with age, there comes a maturity in your thought process. And so I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that these candidates, both of them, just because they're in their 70s right. are, are bad. But I mean, certainly with the amount of pressure that's placed on each of these men, mm-hmm. Uh, not only from a political standpoint, but if you're running the country, there's a lot of pressure. Couldn't be more. <laughs> you know, so, right. uh, I mean, yes, I mean, you certainly have to have, if it, you know, your own sanity, mm. you know, there for it. And you better have a really good team of advisors. i tell you what. All right. She's Millia Thanison. She comes on the show all the time with great information. We're talking about the, all the permutations from this year's election. And, and we're learning, as I am learning every day, about different things that, that to go into our election laws. We're going to go ahead into a break now. When we come back, we're going to visit. More, Millie's got more stuff for us about what's going to happen and some of the dates that are important as we look down the down the line here a little bit and our feel-good story. I remember I told you about the veterans. You know, veterans are now available. They have a lifetime pass to all national parks. It, it occurred to me that that's something I thought they should already have that, but now they do. So I'm going to introduce you to that story, and we want you to continue to check out our sponsors and all our partners at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rhymes. Do not touch that dial. I'll come right through the radio and grab your throat. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. This is Diane Vance with Fairway Independent Mortgage, a member of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Please give me a call for any of your mortgage needs. We do all sorts of loans. If you would like information on a mortgage, you can text me or call me at 727-647-8199. I will take care of all your mortgage needs. Go to my website at dianevance.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com.
You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon a call for all your real estate needs. He owns the Platinum MVP team. They're always pitching properties here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Any of the properties you hear me talk about on the show are available. Please give us a call or check them out online at ConsumerQB.com. The sponsor for this segment is Brothers Easy Moving. They're the official moving company of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Whether you're going local or long distance, these are the guys for you. They moved Brandon into his home. These guys stayed late, worked extra hard. I'm telling you, they became the official moving company that night. So local or long distance, these guys have tons of Angie's List Super Service Awards. Uh, Check out all their five-star reviews at BrothersEasyMoving.com. And, of course, we've got the last property of the show because Brandon is a real estate professional. He owns the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. And we've got an opportunity for you, both commercial and residential. This one is a residential opportunity in the Palm Harbor area. So if you want to get into Palm Harbor, we've got a four-three with a three-car garage. It's got an enclosed pool. The roof is just three years old. So if you're looking to get into the Palm Harbor area, great residential opportunity. Give Brandon a call and the Platinum MVP team. Don't leave money on the table. Whether you're buying residential or commercial, he's got opportunities for you, even in this time of low inventory. Of course, the backbone of the Consumer Quarterback Show is our feel-good story. Brandon wants to make sure that you have some positive stuff to go with on the day. You can't spend all day uh, listening and viewing all kinds of negative media and all kinds of negative stuff. It, it starts to affect your your, your emotion, your, how you feel. So we want to inject some positivity. And i got a story for you about veterans. You know, In keeping with Veterans Day, I think let's keep them in mind all month this month. Uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs has announced that the U.S. military veterans and Gold Star families will be granted lifetime free access to national parks, wildlife refuges, and other federal lands managed by the Department of the Interior starting on Veterans Day this year and every day forward. It says, with the utmost respect and gratitude, we're granting veterans and Gold Star families free access to the iconic and treasured lands they fought to protect, starting this Veterans Day and every day thereafter. That's what the Secretary of the Interior, David Bernhardt, says. Access passes called America the Beautiful will waive entrance fees for the National Park Service and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Standard amenity recreation fees are waived. Uh, veterans and Gold Star families will have free access to approximately 2,000 public locations spread out across more than 400 million acres of public lands. Host activities that fit any lifestyle from serene to high octane. Hiking, fishing, paddling, biking, hunting, stargazing, and climbing. Certainly veterans deserve that. I think that's a great idea. I can't believe we didn't have that in place already. We're sending guys off to war and they can't even get into a national park. So now they're in there for free forever. So that's a good thing on Veterans Day. Amelia Fannison, great uh, partner on the Consumer Quarterback Show, educating me today on the election process, all the things I didn't think I had to know that are coming to bear this year. So we've got some dates and some other things coming up. Millie, we've got a, about three or four minutes. I wanted to get you to summarize or just hit the important points for us coming up. Yeah, you know, so what's going to happen is, obviously, as I just said earlier, all those dates that are mm-hmm. coming within the next week or two, certainly before Thanksgiving, um, you know, that they're gonna, the states are going to have to certify these votes. So I think you're going to see a lot happening there uh, because I don't think the the lawsuits to stop it, I don't know that they're going to be successful. So I think these states will certify the votes. Then what's going to happen is typically once a state certifies that these are the votes, they've been counted, this is the final tally, then usually the candidate has the right to ask for a recount. And each state is different. So in some states, you have to have, you know, 2,000 votes or less than 1% or within 0.1%. So as long as the margin is small enough, whatever the state law is in each state is different. 
if you meet the, that criteria, then you can go ahead and ask for a recount. So in other words, not all states have an automatic recount right. provision, although some do. And if you don't have an automatic recount provision or they don't qualify for the automatic recount, there are still mechanisms in place to allow the candidate to ask for the recount. Okay. So I think that you might see some of those happening in addition, and usually those are done only after the certification, because obviously you can't ask for a recount mm-hmm. when it hasn't technically been counted yet. So You know, uh, I don't recall all the details about, was it 2004, the last time we did this kind of thing, or we had the issue with the election in the state of Florida? The law, the lawsuits were generated. I forgot the year. Two thousand. It was okay. the it was the Gore campaign. Okay, so yeah. in, the, in the election year two thousand, we we had this uh, post election legal issues triggered by the the count. I don't. I forget the resolution. Uh, did Florida change anything about the way they do business after that? Or I, I, what the, what came out of that legislation? It, what what came out of it is that there was only a small number of votes that were after the recount. There was a recount, okay. and after the recount, I want to say it was like. 560 something votes that that came out that were changed but he but president bush won by more than that okay. so the the recount really didn't pose any bearing on the outcome or the results and that and that unfortunately is very typical so when there are challenges and recounts are done usually you're looking in the hundreds and wow. in all of these battleground states, right. you know, Biden is ahead by thousands, not hundreds. I mean, I see. like in Michigan, he's up by 146,000 votes. Right. Now, in, in some of the states, it's a lot smaller. For example, Arizona, it's about 12,000 votes. Um, Georgia, it's 14,000 votes. But still, you're asking not to just have them thrown out, but changed. Well, yes, he's asking for for both. Mm. Yes, yes. So um, on on the recount, you're saying that there's an error in the counting. So they're all valid votes. The lawsuits that have been filed are saying that, oh, wait a minute, the, the system, the process is corrupt. So these ballots have to be thrown out. Okay. So that they're, they're kind of two different ways of attacking it. And so that's why each campaign usually has their team of election law specialists gotcha. that will come in and analyze what's happened and then discuss with the candidate, okay, what are my options and what can I do? So you develop a strategy for each specific instance. You know, it's something you better have a plan for. And if you out there need legal representation, uh, Millie Athanason is certainly our legal expert here in the Consumer Quarterback Show. Millie, we're closing the show up. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you if they have questions for you? Absolutely. My number is 727-376-9100 or 1-833-ASK-MILLIE. Athanasonlaw.com is the site. Yes. Get in touch with Millie. She comes on the show, provides such great information for all of us. I learn something every time she's on the air with us. I want to thank Brandon for creating the Consumer Quarterback Show and being an advocate for all the consumers out there in the Bay Area. And I want to encourage you to do business with our sponsors and all our partners because they've taken time out of their day to provide this for you. The Consumer Quarterback Show has great value. Check them out on our website, www.consumerqb.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at consumerqb.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.